The real estate market is booming. Whether you look in the suburbs or the city, Chicago continues to expand, creating incredible opportunities for those in the know. We'll connect with Chicago's real estate moguls to bring you the wisdom and expertise to help make your next real estate move a lucrative one on the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce. Welcome to the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. Today I'm joined by Raquel Bartlett, leasing professional with Graystar. Raquel, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Of course. Um, we actually met at like uh, a mutual friend, right? Emma Butler's uh, get together and, you know, being amongst real estate professionals. So I'm excited to hear your story and be able to share it. Yes. Thank you. I'm so glad I went to that networking <laughs> event. It worked out. It was a lot of fun, too. It was fun. Um, and Emma's great on top of that. So She's the best. Yeah. Now, yeah. tell me exactly just, you know, one, where you're from and how you got into real estate. Of course. Uh, born and raised here in Chicago. And I grew up in the northwest side, so Belmont Cragen and Hermosa. They're both Mexican, Hispanic-dominated neighborhoods in Chicago. And I started real estate in 2019 as a leasing agent with uh, the apartment store Chicago. And I acquired my broker's license in 2021 and started working for Berkshire, and I moved over to Compass with one of the best managing brokers ever, Joe Siciliano, so I'll give him a shout out. That's awesome, <laughs> no, that's really cool. And what drew you to it? Because when we were talking before, you know, you said that sales was not something that you saw yourself ever doing, and here you are in the midst of it. Uh, yes, it makes me laugh to this day that, honestly, I grew up and I was like, I can never be a salesperson. Like, they're just sleazy and shady and lying, and all they care about is the money. And uh, and I had to come to a point in my life where I actually had to choose a career. My whole life I thought I was going to be a marriage and family therapist, and uh, the last semester of my college I, dro I dropped out. I have yet to complete that oh, degree. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know it's my last semester, everyone gives me crap about it, but... Uh, yeah, I just, I wasn't sure. I wanted to start a career right away. Um, and I became a nanny. Uh, and after a nanny, I wanted to stop before I burned out. It's very exhausting. It's rewarding, but exhausting. And I knew I didn't want to do it for the rest of my life. And uh, so I did some research on careers where I can make the most money without going back to school. Yeah. And real estate just kept popping off. And I was like, oh, but that's sales. Um, but it just kept calling my name, so I just started to do research, and it sounded more, it was more relationship and building rapport with people and connecting with people and helping them purchase something that they want. I don't yeah. have to sell them to buy a house because they already wanna buy a house, or I don't have to sell them to sell their house because they need to do these things. Right. Um, whether they're they're growing their family or they're downsizing or they're moving and relocating for work or whatever it might be. And so just learning that it's more about connecting people and actually giving them a helping hand from a professional and experts. Um, and I love to know things like and I love to share that knowledge. And uh, when I learned that it was more about that than it was about sales, I just went ahead and was like, okay, let me start studying for this exam and get my hands dirty. But um, I know that I like to throw myself into just the, the thick of it. And I wanted to do this right because 
it felt right. So um, I figured I can start as as low as possible and maybe to like leasing. Um, and I did, and it turned out that I had a knack for it. Uh, and that also turned out that I needed some sales skills. I didn't know how to negotiate. I gave every all my hands in my deck like in the first try you know and so like some people appreciate that because I was so direct and transparent but there's a way to do it and there's uh, a process and you don't have to just throw it all at once so I worked for Yelp and whew uh, Yelp they're tenacious um, and it's like uh, have you ever seen the movie uh, The Wall Street yeah that's the, the Wolf of Wall Street the Wolf of Wall Street yeah. that is that's what Yelp is all about cold calling no way uh, yeah you have to close on your you know that one call you have one hour to trust these small business owners to give you your money basically You're, you've never met them before they've only heard your voice um, and we're bonding these people like three two, three times a week. Like, hey, it's Raquel from Yelp. Uh, you know, how you doing? How's it going? Uh, remember <laughs> me if you don't? Like, you know, I'm trying to sell you some Yelp ads, man. Like, trying to get you some exposure. And, you know, at, sometimes you catch them on a really bad day and they're just cursing you out. And other times they actually forget who you are. And um, But anyway, so and, I and learned... built thick skin, though, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. I built some really thick skin. Uh, as a Mexican, you would think I have thick skin, but man, just no. <laughs> no. It, it can be painful, right? It's painful, man. Yeah. It's painful growing up as a Mexican. It's painful being in sales. <laughs> it's just brutal out here, man. Um, so, yeah, so I learned all of my sales skills thanks to Yelp. I had amazing managers. Um, and so, yeah, it was really great, and I really learned, and I I told them, like, hey, I want to be here for, like, a year, because I really want to go back to real estate. Like, I really just want to go back. Like, I'm learning so much. I love it. Um, and I did do it a little bit, so I was working, like, 60, 80, 60 to 80 hours a week, because I was working as a leasing agent, working as Yelp, trying to implement the feedback, which was Yelp's biggest thing. They would, after every call, I'm making 80 calls a day. Every call, they're like, what could you have done better? Wow. Why didn't you close that sale? Wow. And if you did close that sale, what can you do the same thing to repeat it the next call? And this is five days a week, 80 calls a day, wow. implementing feedback after feedback after feedback after feedback. So um, it was really great because it just really taught you to really get your feedback up on the ground and not dwell in like what you did wrong. Great. You did something wrong. Fix it. Yeah. And move on. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And and what was it? How how long did you work there for? A year. Oh, you did do a year. Yeah. That's I, crazy. Yeah. It, I that started very right stress. before COVID. Then it started slowly happening, and then COVID hit. So it was like brutal. Interesting. Yeah. And as you look at kind of where you were before you started in the sales world, mm-hmm. what do you notice about who you are now? Like, what who have you become that's different? Whether it be more confident or whether yeah. it just you know just a different personality. Uh, uh, you mentioned confidence. So growing up, I think I was always very, I was brave. I was brave enough to just try things because mm-hmm. they just seemed interesting to me. So I would just try things. And then um, at some point in my life, I did confuse uh, confidence for cockiness. Mm. And I noticed it in someone else. And I didn't like that. And I realized that that's uh, it's a characteristic that I was turning into a habit and Mm -hmm. I didn't like it so I really had to sit down and talk to myself and figure out like 
you know, what you want to do here. Because if you didn't like that in that person, then there's a lot of people who don't like that in you. And I don't like that. So I really had to to figure out what that fine line was between confidence and cockiness. Um, And then sales really taught me to be just humble but tenacious, Um, which is also a very, I think, a fine line that you can fall on either side. And to just keep that balance, I think, is... I think it's still a, a lesson I'm still learning. Um, but yeah, sales has definitely taught me to be confident and get back up on my feet as quickly as possible and just keep moving forward. OTTN, on to the next, you know? I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Now, now, tell me about the role that you're in now because, you know, on one end, well, we'll get to, um, you know, why you got into the role, right? Yeah. Going through some personal stuff mm-hmm. and, and the challenges <laughs> that you're learning through that, right? But, but now in this role, which you took because of these things that we'll get to, is tell me about what you do and, and you know, how, um, how we can support you in that, too. Yeah, of course. Uh, so you want to learn more about uh, the leasing professional. Yeah, like what you're doing yeah. now, yeah, with, uh, with real estate. Yeah, so right now I'm a leasing professional for a property management group uh, called uh, Graystar. And uh, they manage several luxury high-rise buildings nationally. I know that much. And uh, it's super great. Uh, The building that I'm at has 299 units, and each unit is designed to fit a queen-size bed with one or two nightstands on either side. And most luxury high-rises, you know, you can maybe fit a a full or... And it'll be really tight. Um, and this building is right smack in the middle of South Loop, so it's super great and very affordable. Uh, the market ma- rent is just unmatched, uh, and everything is high-end. You have uh, uh, soft-closed cabinets, uh, LVT, which is uh, luxury vinyl tile, so it looks like real hardwood. You can't tell the difference. Uh, front-loading washer, uh, dishwasher, new appliances. I mean, you know, the whole works. Amazing views from south, southeast, northeast, north. Um, we don't have views of the west. <laughs> so, you know, that's where we're lacking. But, <laughs> I mean, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it's yeah, all right. Yeah, You'll yeah. be all right. Uh, you know, you get south. So you get sunlight all day. Yep, that's a good yeah. point. That's a really good point. And, and, and you know, I alluded to it, but you you went through a, a, a divorce, right? Yeah. You know, and you had to make some changes. So you went from being a broker or starting that career, really, yeah. to to taking now. I don't say a step back because it's not. You know, it's just a, a, a shift, a move. Mm-hmm. But you know, how how have from a, a perspective of of now stepping into this new role and just. You know, just how have you balanced the, the the mental part, the emotional part with, you know, like, you're, like there's two stressful things that are happening yeah. at once. You're building a business, creating a brand for yourself. But then, you know, on the other end, yeah. having to deal with this, this stressful situation. Uh, that's a great question. And, um, you know, I'm not saying like, this is uh, I'm doing the best that I can. Right. So. Uh, the best way that I'm balancing everything, I just want to. I want to say first that I am. I have hard days. I cry. I have meltdowns. <laughs> um, I have uh, uh, anxiety attacks. And I, uh, growing up Mexican, my mom, my grandmother always had these like natural remedies. Right? I never went to the hospital. Never. Para qué? Estás bien. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. you're fine. So, um, you know, I uh, I had to learn to ask for help. I had to learn 
to be okay not being okay. And um, I had a therapist once, and so she taught me. I, I was very adamant to her, like, I don't want to take medication. If it comes to the point where you think that uh, for my own safety, then then we can talk about it. Yeah. But until then, I want to see what I can do by myself and on my own. Uh, so, you know, I meditate every day. Um, five minutes. It, you know, it, a lot of people think it needs to be an hour. Like, yeah. no. It can be even one minute. But five minutes is, is perfect for me. And it's the same thing, same meditation I've listened for since 2018. It's the same one. The same one every morning. Um, and I, I focus on it all day, all day, every day. And what have you noticed as, as like the, the biggest change uh, in your life from it? Yeah, meditation has taught me to stay in the present moment as much as possible. Uh, so, you know, uh, just going through the divorce and trying to build my own business and then having to make a, a shift to becoming a leasing professional, it's not ideal. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this is a first world problem, but it's my problem. It's my personal experience. And it can be a little disappointing or upsetting that I have to put uh, my own uh, business on pause for now. But uh, I'm grateful that I still get to uh, practice real estate, even if it's as a leasing professional. Uh, and I get to use my skill set. And I think that's really important is that I'm using something uh, that I am considered an expert in or have knowledge in that I can help this big building. Like I think one person helping this big building, I think that's super great. And it's all about perspective and that's what meditation has helped is um, looking at your life in different perspectives and then choosing which one you wanna focus on because that's how your life is gonna turn out. Yeah. What advice would you give to people that find themselves in that situation like you were in where you know, you're having to now Now you've kind of come out of this on the other end and, you know, you're still going through stuff. And mm -hmm. like you said, and I appreciate you being vulnerable and sharing that because I think, you know, it's important. We, we always tend to look at someone when they put on, you know, their happy face and mm -hmm. they go out there and they try to look normal. Right. And we think, oh, everything's fine. But everyone yeah. has their struggles. Right. So, yeah. yeah, if someone finds themselves in that situation where they're needed, not only they find themselves not only, you know, in, 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 in a divorce or something you know, difficult, but now on top of that, they're having to figure out how to you know, now make it on their own or, or, or change their career at the same time? Like, how? What, what advice would you give to help manage, you know, those times? Yeah, uh, I've always looked at people who just always had the best advice and they their life has always looked so put together. Uh, and then I learned that uh, those same people are that same day, they could have just had the worst day possible, but they put a smile on their face. And I think uh, at the time, those people, one thing that I wish they would have come out forward with is given a glimpse of something negative in their life, uh, because then it gives uh, these people who are going through tough times a false impression that they don't go through that. Right. Or if they do, it's smooth sailing. Um, and so my best advice is just to really take a hard look at your life or just a soft look at your life and uh, give yourself the perspective. Like what happened in this day today that is causing you to have such a bad mood right now? Hmm. And then like, where are you? Where hmm. are you location wise? How are you feeling? Like allow yourself to feel that. Don't dwell on it. Just allow yourself to feel on it. And do you want to feel that way 
for the rest of the day or for the rest of the week? If the answer is no, then what can you do to change that? At least for that moment. It doesn't have to be, you know, for the rest of, if you're going through a divorce, like it's going to take however long it's going to take. So just focus on that moment. Don't focus on the rest of the day or the rest of the, the week, just in that moment right there and then. And that's going to to help a lot. It might not seem like it right away, but it definitely helps a lot. I mean, it's uh, it's very good advice, and you know, <laughs> it's it's always easier to talk about after you've been through it, right? Yeah. But, but I think you know we need those um, those bits of, of wisdom and, and encouragement mm-hmm. like, during those times. And so, you know, now as as you're embarking on this, how are you seeing the future differently, right? How are you using this? in terms of your next step from from a real estate standpoint because yeah. obviously when people are are leasing right it's always good to to, to build those relationships because they're at some point going to want to buy a home exactly. hopefully right? at least, you know? yes yes i mean uh i think it's the best way to get into real estate because uh, you only have a handful of people who are just i'm not saying like you're not good if by just going into leasing, but just some people have this natural knack to real estate where they start real estate and they become multimillionaires right away. But that's not the case for everyone. And uh, I think uh, going into leasing is just really good because it might be fast-paced, high-volume sales, but it gives you a chance to build rapport with like two handfuls of people. And in a year, or two, or five, those people are going to be your clients. You don't have to bother your friends. You don't have to bother your family. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, it's you know, it's Raquel. <laughs> like, you know, remember, I'm a broker. So, whenever you're ready to buy, you know, it's it, you know, it's it's uncomfortable, and that, I, it's okay to be uncomfortable. But you only have so many friends. You only have yeah. so many. Uh, family family members. members, and then they're not gonna be like, yeah. Uh, my daughter, she's a broker. You know, if you're ever gonna, they're not gonna do what you're doing, right? So the best way is to go into leasing. You're gonna meet so many people. Uh, some might fall through the cracks. That's all right, you know. But go into leasing. Keep that relationship going. Call them up. Take them out for coffee. It doesn't have to be expensive. Uh, shoot them a text, shoot them an email, give them a call. They're not gonna pick up. Leave them a voicemail. It's okay that they don't pick up. All that matters is that you're free advertising yourself. Yeah. There's You're keeping them in their mind, right? So Coca-Cola, I forget the articles, so I'm not going to say any numbers, but there's you're always thinking Coca-Cola over Pepsi because they're constantly advertising. You see them in the trucks. You see them in billboards, <laughs> in the TV. Right. Anywhere you go, you're going to see Coca-Cola like 70 times a day. Like Very it's true. a lot. And Especially when you go to Mexico. It's exactly. <laughs> like, man, that's everywhere. Exactly. It's either Corona or Coca-Cola. <laughs> exactly. So you want, to, you want people to choose Coca-Cola over Pepsi. Be the Coca-Cola, right? right? And the only way to do that is to call them all the time. Yeah. Or reach out to them all the time. Don't bother them every day. Um, Phil, Phil Byers, he was my mentor at Compass. He does like a 33 touch plan. Phil, I'm sorry if this is like a secret, so forgive me. But he does a 33-touch plan. You reach out to these people 33 times a year. It sounds like a lot, mm. but it's not. Do it it's less via, than three times a month. Yeah, so it's just via email, a postcard, a thank you card, um, a little knick-knack, 
uh, anything to remind them that you are there to help them yeah. buy, sell, or rent. That's amazing. Well, mm-hmm. I really appreciate that advice, and I <laughs> hopefully he does too. That you're. I mean, you know, it's 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 also uh, you know a complimenting him on yeah. his uh, on his mentorship. So, yeah. You know, on that, Raquel, I want to thank you for for coming in and sharing your story, but also sharing some really good advice and wisdom. Yeah, you're welcome. Appreciate you. Of course.